Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, yeah, we're back. It's the 30-minute mark. I mentioned that on Wednesday. Uh, yep. Minute 30 of um, Star Trek Four, <laughs> Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. To think we've only talked for a half an hour. I know. Oh, wait a minute. We've only analyzed half an hour. Okay. (laughs) We've talked for like 18 hours. (laughs) Uh, All right. Minute minute 30 uh, starts with Starfleet trying to boost the gain on Kirk's message. Sure. And ends a minute later with Spock bragging about programming their course from memory. He is a braggart. That's smartest man alive. I knew at some point he he would be bragging about being the smartest man alive. He'd be showing off. Uh, so Spock burns me up. <laughs> you are not a fan of this new Spock. I'm not a fan of <clears throat> this Spock right now. I am a fan of Spock later in this movie. Right now, Spock annoys me. Gotcha. We'll have to make a note when that turning point hits for you. Um, because I think I need uh, myself uh, the same. It's, we it definitely we talked about it yeah. a few minutes ago. Like this isn't the Spock we know and love. Um, when does he when does he turn back into the Spock we know and love? Right. And um, so I'm just I want to point out something from the the, the listener federation on uh, Facebook mm-hmm. is that uh, Shane Marshall uh, he he made a comment and he said uh, he was watching the the motion picture and he calls me out. He says all I can say is David Stoker. If you think Smock is the smartest guy alive in Star Trek Four, just wait until you and Chris wrap around to this bad boy. So that has gotten me 100% intrigued uh, for the motion picture. Is that comment right there? Because I yeah. clearly he's indicating that Spock, smartest man alive, is in that movie and makes this guy look like an idiot. <laughs> I I remember I remember seeing the motion picture. I know I should be saving this. I just remember seeing it in a theater, and I remember being scared of Spock when he arrived on the Enterprise. And I'll just, I'll, I'll he because he didn't seem himself, didn't seem right. like that that guy I liked on the yep. TV show. Um, but I'll save it. All right, save it, save it, save it. All right, back to minute thirty. The chaos at in Starfleet headquarters. Yes. Cartwright starts up with Cartwright yelling stabilize and emergency reserve. So yep. they just they they use those emergency reserves a fair well, amount. How many how many emergency reserves do they have? So he keeps yeah, he keeps keep asking emergency for reserve. Emergency reserve, emergency reserve. So does this mean like <clears throat> when he first says is this like a, a level thing, like a DEFCON thing? Yeah. So where he says like emergency reserve, so the first emergency reserve is you know, the power just comes out a little bit. You know, it's it's emergency reserve one, and then he's like, then he calls emergency reserve again. Okay, he's called for it twice. So let's open the tunnel just a little bit more, give him a little more power. And then when he calls for it a third time, then it opens up all the way, so the, the you know the power's really flowing. Hmm. Or is this like? Uh, I think he's just. They they he keeps calling for emergency reserve, 
emergency reserves and they're all like rolling their eyes like oh my god does it who's going to be the one to tell them that there is no emergency reserve you used it and all. we used it all uh we're hooked up to a battery he's he's got a cup of coffee in his hand it's getting cold emergency <laughs> reserve warm this up like that's all he says is emergency reserve or or do they have multiple emergency reserve systems so when he calls for emergency reserve, they pull off, you know, San Francisco's emergency reserves. Mm-hmm. When he calls for it again, they add like Anchorage emergency reserves or Texas or, you know, China or whatever. Uh, maybe. Add to the power, the overall level of power. I think he's just being reckless. I think I think he's calling for right. it too much. But I suppose so, it's important. He's, you know, yeah. Kirk's maybe so, has a message here. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm just going to – so continuing with what the Kirk speech is from the script. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I stopped it. He says, you know, his last thing in the script says, do you concur with this opinion? Do you read me? Starfleet Command, do you read me? He continues on with saying, uh, Starfleet Command, we hope you can hear us. If you read Starfleet, we are going to attempt time travel. We are computing our trajectory at this time and that's the end of his speech but the only thing we get in the movie is we are going to attempt time travel so he's like he's continually like are you there or can you read us you know we're, we're trying to you know we hope you can we're, 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 we've formulated a plan and we're going to act on it like we hope you read this message but they you know the the movie has opted to go for the highlights you know we're getting humpback whales we're going to time time travel uh, I do like that. I think you said they. He asked if they concur. Yes. Uh, I do like that because we were we were talking about that this week too. Is you know, so these, are they the A team? They only they're the only ones that have figured this out. Like maybe someone on at, at, you know Starfleet headquarters has figured it out too. Um, and and we do see it, and it, I guess it's consistent too, where you do see uh, um, uh, who was the captain of? I can't think of it. Is it Saratoga? Yeah, you know, she asks for. Uh, oh, Captain Clampett. No, no, that was the uh, that was the shepherd. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the <laughs> Captain Alexander. Um, you know, she asks for. She reports it about the probe and asks for their opinion. What you know, please advise, please advise. Right. So it, it you know it does imply that you know even though the the ships are all out there seeing these things head on, you know everything's being relayed back to Starfleet and and they've got another team assessing the same set of problems. Um, but. But obviously nobody thought of it, right? Star, no one Starfleet has said anything about whales. Yep. Well, I think this goes into the the larger point we were talking a little bit about last minute, which was about like, which was the time travel aspect. Like, we we kind of came to the agreement that Kirk and Spock kind of hold that in their back pocket. Like they they use that when they need to, but they haven't really shared it with the the team at large. Yep. So maybe they do know. Maybe there's indication that they did figure out maybe the b team did figure out you know it's towards the you know something to do with the oceans but we don't think we can answer the call you know because you know the the animal's not responding or whatever uh but we we there's nothing we can do about it but maybe because they held on to this little you know feather in their cap that they uh they can do the the time travel they can be the heroes yeah, also be... very con- also very convenient that they were off planet while this all happened. Well, thank you. It sets up for them to be the heroes in so many ways. <laughs> thank God Spock died. 
they'd be all screwed. Um, <laughs> the needs of a many, the needs of a many, the many again. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be, I think that'd be a, a, a nice touch here. Well, first of all, you know, I, I, I love, I love the way Kirk says attempt time travel. Right. I, I, that's yep. how I like to say it. Just like it was, that was in the trailer, right? Yeah. We're going to attempt time travel. Time travel. Uh, computing our tra- trajectory at this time. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> the, it would be, I think it would be cool if, you know, everybody at Starfleet would be like, what, time, time travel? What? What's, they know how to do you that? You can't do that. You can't do that. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I, that's a, now that you're, now that you're making me think about it, um, let's All say right. fast forward yep. to the end of this movie. Okay. So I'm taking a leap a little bit, and we've done this before where we've talked about things out of order. So I'm just I'm just hypothesizing. So at the end of the movie, everything is saved. Everyone's there. Do you think someone pulls him aside and says, hey, uh, about this time travel thing, <laughs> um, we, need to, we need to have a talk? Like, do you think that that conversation happens? Yeah. Like, do you, think they, do you think they debrief them and say, how did you and Mr. Spock come up with the time travel stuff? Or do you think they – you know, uh, as Spock would say, you know, uh, he doesn't lie; he exaggerates. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think they do you think they do you think they lie about it and say, "Oh, this was just a one-time thing"? Like we sort of we were just, you know, we had no other choice; we had to try something. Uh, I think two things. I think one, yes, I agree. They they probably you know kind of debriefed with them, and Kirk and Spock talked their way out of it. You know, they implied that. It's, yeah, it's a one-time thing. I, I totally agree that that probably right. happened. But I also see uh, a second, you know, after-credit scene or mid-credit scene uh, where Section 31, you, know, oh. you see a couple of operatives mm. from Section 31 saying, uh, we figured out what they did. Let's hang on to that because we're going to Oh, my God. That's a, that, you just I completely hooked me. I, I want that movie. Right? I want that movie now. <laughs> so, like, oh, my God. That would right. be the best. That would be a cool, yeah, cool back pocket <clears throat> to save for later. Yeah, uh, I want that. Sh- I want that show. I want that movie. I want that T-shirt. <laughs> uh, glad you like that. Great. Um, yeah. Okay, I, I, I wanted to um, uh, comment on the. We get a really cool shot of the the table that yep. we talked about that you know ends up in on the Enterprise D and engineering. Um, but you get to see all sorts of cool stuff. This kind of a, a overhead shot, and it, it was interesting to me that um, even though we're in the 23rd century, uh, the two, the communications officer and the uh, I forget we call them the weather guy, yeah, um, they look like they're working on regular keyboards that just have you know light up buttons. <clears throat> Those are totally like Commodore 64 uh, keyboards. Yeah, yeah, and they're just and of course the guys using the rag too, which is funny, but. Um, I just Using thought that the was sham Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh yeah, they look just like regular keyboards. Uh, and then there's a couple that you know look like a, they've got Atari cartridges sticking out of them. And, yeah. Oh, they totally do. Yeah. They totally do. Those are those are. Um, they went down. They needed more props, so they went down to the uh, the Radio Shack and yeah. got a couple of Tandy uh, whatever they were, Tandy 80s or whatever they were. The Tandys, TRS 80s, I think. TRS 80s, yeah. Um. But I still dig it. I mean, it's it's a, uh, you know, it's not the most high tech prop, but I mean, it looks. It's still. I'm buying it. It's, it's it's the future. Right. 
Sarek is standing there calmly. Not doing anything yeah, last uh, minute. Oh, he's just watching Kirk. That's what he's doing. He's just watching Kirk. Yeah, he's just because he's still speaking, and as is everyone else. So then, yeah, we lose communication with Kirk, and then, uh, you know, Cartwright freaks out, get him back, get him back. And then that's when we realize that why Tim and, you know, Jim and Bob are on the B team because they they propped the wrong window. If they, yeah, so if they had if propped they, up the other window, would everything have been okay? Yeah, I think so. It's quite I think good. They, I think I think they made a mistake, and I think uh, Trent and Thornton there really didn't do their job very well uh, analyzing the structural integrity of the window. Yeah, you want to put it over on this one on the left, the right one, solid as a rock. <laughs> they paid the price though, right? Don't they all go down with you they, know broken well, except glass for Jim. in the face? Jim, Jim's still holding the stanchion. Oh, he does. That's right, like a champ. <laughs> um, everyone, everyone else goes down. Yeah, it goes down and. And thankfully, the two, like I said, the two guys were they were they were smart. They goggles. went to the locker beforehand and they got the goggles. Yeah, that, that it, it's actually fun to watch that the window blowout in uh, rewinding and fast forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scrubbing it back and forth. Yeah. Um, the the just right after this now the window's blown open and uh, all the uh, presumably hurricane force winds are are blowing into yeah. uh starfleet headquarters here there's a there's a great shot that um uh, cartwright the federation president and the communication officer are all in the shot and if you look at the communication officer he's like uh he's like bouncing around yeah, you pointed that out to me, and I kind of watched it, and I was like, "That is weird." Like, I don't know if he's doing that on, like, purpose, or if he's just like, he's got to go to the bathroom or something, or okay. he's he's jamming out to some fancy tunes with his headset. <laughs> I like the yeah, go to the bathroom. That's probably more it. You got to pee. I got to pee. I got to pee. My, my assumption, because yeah, we did talk a little bit about it offline. My assumption is that this shot was supposed to be like, you know, the camera should be shaking in this shot. Right, and it, you know, that's supposed to be him, you know, uh, trying to hold on as as the whole room is being buffeted <laughs> by the winds, but the right, camera's yeah. locked down. So all we see is him bouncing. You've seen those um, uh, people going back and like stabilize the camera. Have you ever oh seen yeah, that? that's, those are fantastic. <laughs> those are hilarious. Everybody on the original series bridge is bouncing around and nothing else is moving. Uh, but that's what that makes me think of. So this is so you know we we sort of joked um, you know in I think it was minute twenty seven about you know when they come out with the stabilizer and you know they're putting the stanchion up and mm-hmm. we kind of joke like you know it's the twenty third century don't you got force fields well here's another another thing and it doesn't even have to be this could be real technology from today wouldn't a like mechanical door like drop down as soon as pressure is lost here oh sure like shield like, doors <laughs> yeah like a shield door or something just you know a, you know just closes up and that way they're not all you know looking at the wind you know the the hero shots in the wind kind of thing we'll have to pay attention because we we come back to and i assume we come back to starfleet later in the film i'm curious i believe believe we do yeah yes let's see what they did Uh, i'm half expecting to see like you said plywood in the window (laughs) Uh, okay so cutaway Cut away to the bird of prey, heading for the sun. 
Yep. Um, a little bit of foreshadowing there, I guess. Mm. Uh, and then uh, back to bridge and Spock saying ready to engage computer admiral. So I, I'm assuming he means that they, they're going to give computer control of navigation and whatnot for the trajectory. Well, I'm sure it has to run. Yeah, I'm sure it has to run through the computer. Like, I'm sure it's some big giant calculation that, you know, they couldn't they couldn't flip all the switches at at once kind of thing. Yeah, Sulu can't. Yeah, can't, Sulu can't drive this one. Right. Uh, this is an interesting... I, I like this, you know, conversation. What's our target in time? And Spock just saying the late 20th century. Um, can't be more... Spe- surely can be more specific. Um, and, and it's... He could be if he wasn't working with the Klingon bird of prey, is what he's applying right now yeah. with this equipment. I found I I found that you know incredibly fascinating where he does he does say that. So the implication, like you said, is that he could almost pinpoint any point in time if he has the right equipment. Yeah. So what's he missing? Is he just is he uh, not enough decimal points available on this <laughs> this ship? Or yeah, I don't know because it's uh, you know they're tied into the Federation banks. You know they should have all that information. So maybe maybe they only have um, eight gigs of RAM, and what they really need is thirty two gigs of RAM. You know, <laughs> I, I mean that's it. it it's got to be something. Maybe they just did the computer just doesn't have enough power or. It is like as McCoy says, you know, it's a rust bucket. You just uh, uh, allow me a quick tangent. Uh, I think I mentioned—I don't know if I mentioned on, on on our daily episodes or our weekly bonus episodes, our Patreon episode. I'd read uh, reread Neuromancer not too long yep. ago, William Gibson, and uh, you know, obviously, jeez, uh, I think it was written in the '80s, but I don't remember when. But set in the future and. Um, but one of the things, uh, you know, the main character Case, you know, he's he's a you know a smuggler, an outlaw kind of thing, and uh, one of the things he does, he he smuggles is is they call it hot ram, like like uh, at the time he wrote it, you know, like large quantities of ram was like like drugs, like that was the, yeah that was the thing that people wanted on the black market and stuff, and it's it's just it's just funny how that one that didn't age well. You know, <laughs> when he when he when he wrote it, it was probably like, yeah, you had 16k of RAM available to you. And, um, anyway, sorry, tangent. Uh, so uh, so okay, so now without the equipment, but also, uh, or I don't know if these go together. He can't be more specific because because he has to program some of the variables from memory. Right. So that also seems to sound. That also sounds like. He doesn't have access to all of these, all of these variables in on the Klingon right. ship, which again is another. You know, we've been talking about this whole like time travel thing. Like, have they told Starfleet? Do they keep it secret? Like, does he have this thing written down somewhere? So, where he says I had a program from some, he must have had a file somewhere, whether yes. it was in the Enterprise memory banks or somewhere that had this information. He's got a thumb drive with all of that. Maybe he does. Maybe he's yeah. a little thumb drive. Yeah, I, I would totally buy that. Yeah, little clipboard. I would like to hear. I would like to hear more. Like Kirk asked, what are some of the variables? And he, you know, fuel components, the mass of the mass of the vessel through a time continuum. That's intriguing. Yeah. Uh, probable location of the whales. Uh, I would like to hear the full list. 
sure one, yeah one of the things you have to take into account you know is the uh you know where the earth is located in relation to the sun right now uh i, I don't know what you know how, how fast can the ship go I, I was i keep thinking that's got to be one like what if this thing can't get up to 80 miles an hour you know then right what do they do um we I mean they, we've seen them you know we've seen that before where they you know they pour some extra juice in the dilithium chamber to. You know, they get they get an up. old bottle of whiskey that they have, and they'll just dump that in. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> um, but I would like to see them have to solve just like one more puzzle before they before they go. You know, they, one right. more challenge that they've got to do something to the ship to get it to uh, do what, it, what it's about to do. Um. And I was disappointed this minute cuts off. Uh, you know, Kirk said you programmed that from memory, and Spock says I have. You know, very you know, classic matter of fact. Mm. And then the McCoy starts starts saying something sarcastic. Angels yeah. and ministers, and it gets cut off. So we'll have to save that for Monday's episode. But uh, there's some good good McCoy moments in these past few minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love him. Love him in these mean minutes. All right. Uh, then, well, that takes us to the end of the minute. Uh, I, I may have jumped ahead though with my tangents. Nope. Did, did you have anything else you want to hit on? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I think we're getting into the nitty gritty here. And as I've been saying the last couple of minutes, I think these three minutes are been have been fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm feeling very, very energized this week. Yeah. With a lot of the yeah the different things that we've done you know that we've seen here the extra tidbits that we've that we have the conversations between Kirk Spock and McCoy have have all been fantastic you know gearing up um, as much as I dislike this version of Spock right now um, I think we're gonna finally get to the next the next level of Spock. All right, well then, uh, uh, it's Friday. Yep. That means it's Patreon Day. It is. Hey. Uh, so I think we've been sharing the past few weeks. Uh, this season we started a Patreon uh, for, uh, for for the show. And, uh, and you can check it out by going to StarTrekMinute.com and clicking on the Become a Patron link. And uh, uh, what does it mean to, to, uh, to be a patron? It means you get to sponsor the show, give a little bit of the show, and help uh, keep the lights on and keep it running. And, uh, and in return, we've got uh, all sorts of uh, uh, fun fun things to share um, whether it's uh, stickers or uh, a shout out on our Friday episodes like we're about to do uh, we also have a weekly bonus show for those who contribute a certain amount a month yep. um, and uh, you can check that the bonus show comes out every weekend um, so yeah so uh, it's Friday we are we're here to thank the patrons yep oh, would you like me to thank the patrons this week uh, is it your turn to thank the patrons? I think it's my turn. Yeah. All right. So we'll uh, we usually go in alphabetical order, so we'll stick with that. Okay. Um, we got Captain America. Steve Rogers. We got uh, Conrad. Mm-hmm. Our friends over at Giraffe Bear. Good stuff. Uh, Kevin. We got a friend, Kevin. <laughs> you almost said his last name. I did. I almost <laughs> said his last name. Uh, we have Khan, Nooney, and Shane. Love that guy. Sagacious Crumb. You can always say that name. I can never say that one right. So. Sagacious Crumb. Yeah. Uh, our uh, our lovely friends, the Carlisles. Hey, Carlisles. Timmy Bricks. Hey, Timmy Bricks. Uh, Heidi Bennett over at Vibrant Visionaries. And then uh, he hasn't changed it in a couple of weeks, which I'm a little disappointed in. Um, he's got to get on this. Uh, we are the Davids. Your Patreon will adapt to 
serve the resistance is futile. Uh, you got to get on that, man. You got to get on the change. We need we need a new we need a new name. We we need we need to be entertained by our <laughs> patrons. <laughs> and last but not least is uh, our friend uh, Worf's sweaty sock drawer. Yeah, that one. That one I wouldn't mind change. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh, but I always get grossed out every time I think of it. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, was that everybody? That was everybody. That was everybody. Awesome. Thank you, patrons. Uh, but seriously, yeah, do, we do thank you and, and uh, uh, really appreciate the support. And uh, 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 glad to see you. Glad you're enjoying the show. I'm assuming you're enjoying the show if you're paying some money for the show. <laughs> so thanks, everybody. Yes, we, we definitely appreciate it. All right, without man. A doubt. Without a doubt. Well, we need to wrap things up because we got to go. Uh, we got to go put together a weekend show. Um, so again, uh, StarTrekMinute.com. Become a patron, and you too can hear the weekend show. Yes. Um, and we'll be back again on Monday, talking about minute thirty-one of the voyage home. Here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.